This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Tomorrow on the Hebrew calendar is Chav Sivan. Chav Sivan is a very, very important day in Jewish history, but very often people misunderstand the significance of the day. We'll go back a little bit in history to understand the relevancy of the day, both in a historical standpoint as well as a halachic issue. In the year seven, in the year 1171, going ways back, the year 1171 in a city known as Blois, France, B-L-O-I-S. It's in uh, northern, su- central France. There was a blood libel against the Jewish community around Pesach time, which was very typical of blood libels. And just for the record, blood libels existed as early as the 12th century, as late as the 20th century. Blood libels existed mainly in Europe, there are some reports of even blood libels in this country as late as the 20th century. But in the year 1171, around Pesach time, it began a blood libel. And they, what they ended up doing was they took basically the entire city of Blow, B-L, again, I'm going to try to botch my French interpretation of the word, but they took the entire group of the people who lived in that city, which was approximately 31 or 33 people, different historical opinions. They forced them to convert they locked them up in a room and they burnt them all to death. They all died on Chav Sivan. At that time, Rabbeinu Tam, the grandson of Rashi, who lived in France, he made a takana that for Chav Sivan should be a day of Yoim Slicha, Yoim Tainis, recitation of Kinnis, because of what happened in France in 1171. What happened to me fascinating about this blood libel was this blood libel wasn't like most blood libels. Most blood libels, the way it worked was a dead body showed up, usually a child. And the story was that the Jews killed the baby, killed the child to make blood for the matzahs. This blood libel, there was no body. No one disappeared. No one was missing. It was a very strange story. The way the story actually went down, believe it or not, there was a, a Yid, his name was Yitzchik ben Allah. He worked with the hides of the animal. And apparently he was by the, one of the rivers and he was schlepping a hide. And somehow his hide he threw into the ocean and they decided it's a body. And that's how the whole blood libel started. It was mamish based on nothing, garnish garnish. Not that chas v'shalom, the other blood libels were true. Of course the blood libels weren't true either, but at least there was a dead body to work with. Here there was nothing. It was a mistake. It was a hide that was thrown into the river that looked like a body. That's all the locals needed in, in that town in France. And they ultimately killed the entire community, which was again, was a small community. We're talking about the year 1171. It's a small community, but the entire community, men, women, and perhaps even children were killed. Um, different reports of infants were murdered, but uh, the children who were not killed became baptized for sure and were lost for the rest of Doire uh, Doiris. What's interesting about this blood libel was, like many other blood libels, that was brought to the king, King Louis. And he was against the blood libel. He thought there was not enough information. But the locals did what they did and they killed ultimately this group of people. They died on Kedesh Hashem. That was the blood libel of 1171, which Rabbeinu Tam made Chav Siv in a day on the calendar to be a Yoim Tainis, Yoim Slicha, a Yoim of Kapara. There were more blood libels in Jewish history. There's another famous one of 1475 in Trenton, Germany. And again, the blood libel story goes on and on throughout Jewish history. Now, why is this day... Again, most of us never heard of Chav Sivan. That's because you have to fast forward about 500 years. We spoke it many times in the year Tachvetat, 1648-1649, the famous Bogdan Chamonetsky, who basically led a campaign to murder Jews. Now, here the numbers are drastically different than the 1171. Now, obviously, every Jewish life is important, but if we hear 33 Jewish lives, it doesn't shake us to the core. 
However, Chamelnitzki killed per, uh, approximately a quarter of a million Jews. 250,000 Jews were murdered under his doing. Now, when you, if you ever go to the Ukraine, not that I went to Ukraine, nor do I want to go to Ukraine now, but if you were to go to Ukraine, there's a big statue of him. They honor him in Ukraine like a big godel. He's a great leader because he fought for the peasants of Ukraine. By doing so, he killed a quarter of a million Jews. Now, that was known as Tach Vatat. Now, we're not going to get into all the details. We've spoken about this over years on Tishabov and other times of the year. What was the whole idea behind the Chamelnitzki revolt? But at the end of the day, it was a terrible time for the Jewish people. Many, many Jews were killed. Many great Torah scholars were lost. And this really led the beginning of the Shabbat Saisvi movement. Fast forward five, six years, 1653, the Shabbat Saisvi comes on the scene, and we all know what happens after that. At that time, there was what's known as the Var Arba Arotzes. They had Rabbanim who basically made, controlled the halachic and all the major relevancy in the Jewish life. And in 1650, right after Tach Vatat, they decided Chav Sivan should be a day of fast. Now, where did they come up with Chav Sivan? They borrowed it from Rabbeinu Tam's Chav Sivan. They remembered that 500 years ago, Rabbeinu Tam had a tainus on the book called Chav Sivan. And some people even say they wanted to make Klai Yisrael's lives easier. Instead of fasting two separate days, you kill two birds with one stone, you fast Chav Sivan for both occurrences. So that fast day was instituted by the Achreinim of that time. <coughs> Such famous people like the Taz, the Shach, the Magen Avram, the Magen Avram actually lost his father. His father was killed during Tach Vatat. The Taisis Yomtev, these were all great Achreinim that we're all familiar with, who lived about 500 years ago. They all instituted that Chav Sivan should be also a day of Tainis, a day of, a day of Slicha. Again, all to commemorate the loss of all the Jews during Chamelnitzki. But again, it all was coming off of the fact that Chav Sivan was originally made up by Rabbeinu Tam in 1171 in France. One of the reasons they picked Chav Sivan was for a couple of reasons. One reason was because that's when one of the big cities of uh, Nerov was killed. The big city was wiped out by Chamonetsky in the beginning of the revolt. And also Chav Sivan can never fall out on Shabbos. So one of the reasons why they picked Chav Sivan was because it can never fall out on Shabbos. Fast forward even further, 1946, in Budapest, the remaining Jews who survived, they made a takana that we should commemorate Chav Sivan for all the Hungarian Jews that were killed in the Holocaust. We know that Hungarian Jewry was predominantly destroyed towards the end of the war this time of the year. So they decided to make Chav Sivan again. Why Chav Sivan? Because Chav Sivan was the day to remember Tach Vatat. Chav Sivan was the day by Rabbeinu Tam to commemorate what happened in France. So Chav Sivan has always been a day misugal in Jewish history for Tsaris. Bjarnison Eibschitz writes an unbelievable Chiddush. Bjarnison Eibschitz writes that the majority of his Musash Muslim were always given in the winter. He said, I never felt that I needed to give Musa in the summer. He says, you know why? He says, who needs Musa in the summer? You start off with Svira. You may ask Svira. You're self-motivated. You come to Shavuos, you're motivated. Then you come to Chav Sivan where you're motivated to become a better person. And then by the time Chav Sivan's over, you're already holding now three weeks, nine days. El Yam Narayim. He says, no reason for Musa Shmuzim. He says, the bulk of my Musa Shmuzim was during the winter. That's when people needed to be inspired. So writes So this Chav Sivan is brought down already by the Magnav Ram. And it was commemorated in Poland till, I believe, till the Holocaust. Till the Holocaust, Yidin, at least in Poland, which is where the whole story happened, they were commemorating Chav Sivan and they were fasting. There was a Mamash Yom Tainis. They were saying Slichas. If you look, we don't have it in the article Sedurim, but many Sedurim have the Slichas for Chav Sivan. They're very long. In Bar Park, some Kehillas say that, not all Kehillas. And some people actually fast tomorrow. I asked some people, they told me they have Mishpacha, that attack a fast tomorrow like a regular Tainis. And they're going to fast up till, uh, till Shabbos, until they eat the Suda Friday night, like a tiny seaport that you would if it falls out on Friday. Now, 
they bring down from many Paiskim, Rebbe Yashiv as well, in this in Karelitz, that a person shouldn't make a chastan on Chavsivan. Chavsivan is not a good day in Jewish history. So Rebbe Yashiv Paskin, that a person should try not to make a chastan again. Tomorrow we don't make chastan anyways, it's Friday. But when Chavsivan falls out on a weekday, Rebbe Yashiv held, you should not make the chup until after Shkia. After Shkia and Chavsivan, you can read it's going into Chavalov. But Chavsivan is not a day misugal for chastanos, even though it doesn't say that anywhere in Shulchan Aruch, it doesn't say that in the Nice Kalim, but it's not a day misugal for chastanos, it's a day that always went down in history as a sad day, a difficult time in Jewish history. Now, in 1982, someone sent Rav Moshe Feinstein a very interesting shayla. You would think it would come up earlier, because it did come up earlier. In 1982, in Igris Moshe, we find a fascinating tshuva that they asked Rav Moshe the following question. They asked Rav Moshe, this is in English, Moshe, you're a day, a chelik dalit, simen nun zayin siv kot in your mouth. Mamish towards the end of the sefer. They asked Rav Moshe, why is there no Holocaust Remembrance Day? So they asked Rav Moshe, why don't we have a day on the calendar that we commemorate the Holocaust? So Rav Moshe gave the famous answer that many gedolim before him said as well, that Tishabov is that day. Tishabov is the day where we wrap in all of Tzars of Klai Yisrael, and that's the day we commemorate all the Tzars in history, that's on Tishabov. So Rav Moshe asks in the tshuva, one second, what about Chav Sivan? If you tell me Tisha B'Av is the day on the calendar to commemorate Old Tzaris, so why do we have Chav Sivan to commemorate Chamelnitzki? Why was Tach Vatat singled out to get special recognition? If Tach, all the days in the Jew, if, if all the Tzaris in the Jewish history go and are, are because of the Chorbin, so Chorbin should be good for everything. So who gave the Magen Avram, the Shach, the Taz, the Taz, Yomtiv? Who gave them all the rights to make a fast day? Why don't they just say, put it into Tisha B'Av? So Ramayisha writes an unbelievable chiddush. Ramayisha writes because there's a fundamental difference between Chamonetsky and Hitler. He writes the difference between Chamonetsky and Hitler were two things. First of all, he says Hitler was a government. Chamonetsky was a local, which is true. Hitler was a government, the German government. As a country, they were attacking the Jewish people. He says Chamonetsky was not that. Chamelnitsky was a, was a regular peasant, a regular nobody who started a revolution. That's why in Ukraine they honor him because they look at him as he started a revolution. He wasn't a government. He wasn't a, the president. So Ramayushi says the, something that the government does, that you can attribute to the Chorban and that doesn't get special recognition. But something like a Meshuggah who gets up one day and goes around killing Jews, that gets its own times. Then Ramayushi says another svar. He says Chamelnitsky wasn't going around the world killing Jews. He was attacking Jews just here in Poland, in Ukraine. They were attacking the Jews because the Jews were the ones that were, were uh, causing them financial pain. That's why they killed him. He said, oh, but Hitler, Hitler's plan was to kill the whole world. He wanted to go to every Jew in the world and kill them wherever they are. Therefore, says Rav Moshe, that's the chilek, the unbelievable chiddush from Rav Moshe. So he says, that's why it was okay for them to make a special day for Chav Sivan, for Tach Vatat. But on Tishma, we don't, but, but for the Holocaust, we don't make it. What Rav Moshe doesn't address is what about Rabbeinu Tam in 1171? This all explains what happened in 1650. What happened in 1171? So the Chayr, what you're going to have to say is, is that the Rishonim, Rabbeinu Tam, had the power to do that. Rishonim were allowed to institute special days on the calendar, even that are not Tishabah. But later than that, that you can't do. So there was Dr. Moshe, you have to explain who gave the Shach and the Magen Avram and the Taz and the Tez Yomtev the right to make a Tainus. The answer was because there's something fundamentally different between Chamonitsky's attack and the Holocaust. Even though Ramayusha addresses in the Tshuva, the numbers are not even close. Chamonitsky, let's say, was 250,000, Hitler was 6 million. So if you're just going to measure numbers, of course you have to do something, right? If Rabbi Tam did something in France when there was only 33 people died, and Chamonitsky was a quarter of a million, what do you do for 6 million? You should make like five days of commemoration. But Ramayusha thinks not. 
Ramayusha felt that's all wrapped up into Tishabov, and therefore that was Ramayusha's opinion, as whether as other Gedolim at that time, Chazanish and others, Briskarov and others, that we don't have a special day to commemorate. I, we have Chavsivan. Chavsivan might be the exception to the rule because of the nature of that attack at that time. But in history, it goes forever. Even Adayim Azet today, many people don't make Chasa to the Chavsivan, many people fast, so it's Kedai to think. To remind ourselves tomorrow or tonight as we go into Chavzivan, this was not a good time in Jewish history. This was not a good time where, uh, for the Jewish people. And we should uh, try to take some chizuk and try to improve and to uh, remind ourselves that we're still living in the Gulf. Remind ourselves that our enemies around us have no great uh, love loss for us. And we have to be mitzapali yeshua. We have to remember how comfortable we feel in any given country. And the Jews felt very comfortable in Poland. They were already in Poland for quite some time. We have to remember that we're still in Galus and we hope and we should continue to dive into the day where we'll see the ultimate Geula with the arrival of Mashiach.